Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and All right. We're uh, going live right now. And uh, I wanted to come before you, first of all, with prayer. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise. Father God, we exalt your name because you are the Lord our God, and there is none other. So right now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for all of our listeners that are on the line right now. We ask that you bless their lives. Father God, we ask you to open up their understanding and give them knowledge and strength. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. And Father God, we give you all the praise. In the name of Yahshua, your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And thank God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. You all, we had a a, a crazy week that went by this week. All the things that happened in the in the social world, we find a whole lot of things that were also happening in our personal lives. So right now. We want to just pray for all of those that are going through anything right now. We want to pray for all of those families that are that are making ends meet. We ask right now, the Heavenly Father, that you begin to do a new thing in our nation. We ask that you begin to bring our people together as one mind, as one heart, as one body. In the Lord Yeshua, in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Okay, Atlanta had a whole lot of crazy things going on. But but we always see crazy things going on in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta is sort of like the Mecca of the South. Seems like whatever is happening in Atlanta is pretty much what's going on across the nation. And as we look across the nation, we some, see some of the issues that are going on. Um, you know, I'm not even going to talk about I'm not even going to talk about the the things that we see happening in the financial world because guess what, Black America, we are coming up financially stronger than we have ever been uh, since the pandemic, and the leaders in that in that uh, field is our females, is our women, our Black women. More of our black women are graduating from college. Uh, more of our black women are creating their own businesses, starting their own business. And I'm not just talking about the the the, the weave shops and the and the and the beauty salons. We are we are in every field of business, in every field of of uh, of, of of this what we could call the. Uh, 
<laughs> the uh, commercial in the commercial world, we are in everything. All right. So, so today we're going to continue uh, our discussion from last week, as we were talking about, we were talking about, uh, the, we were talking about the 14 books that was removed from the Bible, and then we got on the subject about uh, end time prophecy, and you find out that a lot of those books that were that were removed from the Bible, it has it has things to to do with with um, with with us living in the last days with Bible prophecy. Also, I told you that it had a strong presence of women in the Bible. And with that being said, I want to introduce our co-host for today, uh, Ms. Tammy Hawkins. And Ms. Hawkins, uh, what do you have to share with the uh, world today? And please introduce yourself so they know who you are. And... Uh, let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Hello? Okay. Let me see what I got on my conference here. Okay. Okay, uh, Tammy, are you there? Okay, Tammy, are you there? You, you're not. You, you. I have you on the call, but uh, you're not responding. Okay, we can't. We seem to be having some technical difficulties. Let me see if I can get her on the line. Stand by one. Glory to God, glory to God. We were having some difficulties, so uh, I was trying to first into our uh, call. Okay, Tammy, do, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Okay, could you, give, could you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about how everything was going uh, in your neck of the woods? Well, good morning, and thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Um, my name is Tammy, and um, I live uh, in the Atlanta area, um, but I'm originally from Chicago, and a lot of stuff going on in, in the world, and especially in my hometown. So killing, still, whatever, it's, it's, not, it's not good there. Okay. So when we're talking about, when we're talking about stopping the violence, what do you see? What do you see in uh, happening in Chicago? Because it seemed like because President Obama came from there, because the First Lady came from there, it seemed like they're always trying to uh, bring up the news in Chicago. When, when we, if we look at it, people are getting shot, people are getting killed in all of the major cities across the nation. So why are they picking on Chicago? Why do you think they're pointing out Chicago? Well, because the, the, the crime is kind of, it's, it's bad. The crime rate there is bad. And like again, you said, the hometown of, of, of President Obama, um, just, I was, we were talking a couple of weeks ago and they found the noose on the, the construction site of his 
for his new presidential library. So Chicago has a, a, a mix of a lot of things, even though it's a kind of, you know, a, a urban area, it's still, um, it's still a lot of, you know, hatred there. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a huge melting pot. And sometimes there's conflict, but, even well, with each other. Okay. I think, I think that, I think that Chicago is being targeted by those powers that be that want to see the destruction uh, of of, uh, of the Hebrew nation, of the black nation, okay, because I'm, ref- I'm receiving reports about them dropping off case- crates of weapons, crates of ammunition, uh, about them uh, flooding the community with drugs. Uh, we, we're talking about uh, situations, you know, that would cause economic blight, to call the people to get out there to rob, to shoot, to kill, to, I mean, to do, you know, to, to do those things to, in order to live, in order to survive. Yeah, uh, there is a lot of that going on, and that, that can, like, attribute to a lot of the killings on the streets. Um, when you see the, the people, it's it's a lot of working people, a lot of working class people in Chicago, but it's just like they, I don't know if it's a, if it comes from higher up, but the the crime, they just can't get a hold to the crime. They can't get a hold to the violence that's there. Um, people are dying every day. Um, just about a month ago, was a young kid in the in the bathroom of his house, washing his hands before he was going to bed that night, and a stray bullet shot him and killed the baby. So it's just it's and they. I don't think it's to this point to this day they 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 found someone that. Um, you know, that they can hold accountable for this, you know, and you got to think about it. Chicago is a hush town. It's a, it's a hush town. It's a hush town. It's, it's people don't report things to the police. They don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of, it's it's a whole lot of things going on the drugs. It's, it's, you know, right there. Um, Chicago, it's a lot of people run drugs out of Chicago. So it's a whole lot of stuff that is going on and the politicians in, in Illinois, they are, you know, not at all concerned about the people in the city, our people, they're not concerned about them. Um, we talked about the safety act where they're going to be releasing um, people from prison that, um, you know, who, who's not being held or detained on, on crimes outside of rape and murder. So mm-hmm. it's like they're letting all the people out. They don't have any resources for these people that are going to be released. There's, there are no jobs for them. There's no place for them to live. So you're essentially just releasing them to the street with no options at all. And that's going to only further the crime because uh-huh. these people are going to need something else. And what are they going to do? So it's kind of like a disaster. But, and again, like you, like you said, it's the powers that be. They voted this. The Illinois General Assembly, they voted this. Uh-huh. And, and it's not just and it's not just Chicago. This is happening. People, listen to me. This is happening all over the country. In every major city, we see the same things are happening, and they're leaning toward the same way. And so that brings us up on our subject, what we were talking about uh, with the uh, the new world order taking full effect, and. Uh, and and we're gonna to have to uh we're gonna to have to learn how to deal with that. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live. 
And I'm, as I said, I'm having some uh, some some difficulty. So let me uh, let me try to take care of that. Hold on just a second. All right, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel again coming to you live. And we got some calls that were coming in that I'm trying to get cleared off the line. All right. Okay, so so what we see happening in Chicago, the same thing is happening here in Atlanta. I mean and and I was talking with my friends down in Jacksonville, Florida, and they're saying that the same thing is going on down there. And uh, we have to believe that it's time for us to wake up. This is what I'm saying. Okay, Tammy, hear me out now. I mean, listen, okay, they're dropping off weapons in our communities, okay? And we're talking about automatic weapons. We're talking about semi-automatic weapons. We're talking about weapons that are geared toward combat, all right? And uh, I don't care how many crates of weapons that they drop into our communities. I believe if we choose not to use those weapons against each other, if we choose not to use those weapons, then, 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 we, can, then we can defeat our enemy that are trying to, that are trying to, uh, that are trying to see us kill ourselves. It's time for us to wake up. I mean, how long can we be asleep in the middle of a war? How, how long can we, you know, sit back and uh, and allow our, our communities to be taken over by drugs, be taken over by guns, be taken over by, you know, hood violence before the people stand up? Okay. So how long do you think that is how long do you think it's gonna take before us as a people before we all stand up? Because we can stop the we can stop the violence in our community, you know, if uh if uh if if, if we tell grandmama if we go and tell if we go and tell grandmama that her son uh Lil, Lil Johnny is out here, you know, carrying pistols and creating trouble and shooting up people's houses if grandmama go and, and grab a little Johnny, I believe she can tell him to put the gun down and stop doing this and that and get that under control. I believe the family has a has a has to stand up to uh, to realize that these are your children that are here committing this violence. Mhm. Yeah, I I don't know exactly what it's gonna take. To wake up, I, I mean, we've seen a lot of tragedy. We've seen, you know, innocent black people shot, killed. It, it's just yeah, the innocent, the innocent always seem to be the ones getting, getting caught up in it. Yeah, but uh-huh. but we we live in a different time. There's a lot of things that, you know, it, that the world just kind of like it just entices people with. You know, it's just people are addicted to, you know you know, the power behind a gun. They're addicted to, 
um, you know, the, the power of money. They want more of it. You know, this world tells us that this is what we need. So people have a lot of different influences. So it's just, you just, it's just, it's just difficult, but our mindset is going to have to change completely because mm-hmm. we're changed by the renewing of our minds. But a lot of us, I don't know, I don't want to make such a broad statement, but I sometimes think that how many of us even are cognizant of it, of the need to change? We some, some of us don't even see anything wrong with it. We're just living in our own little piece of whatever it is, and we're not turning around and looking at other people that are hurting or even what they're doing to us as a people collectively. We, we're just too bothered by or too assumed with ourselves. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard well, to come well, out of that fog. You're hitting on the motto. <laughs> you're hitting on the motto for this radio broadcast. You know, that's exactly what our goal is. Our goal is to change the hearts and minds of men, and 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 this is this is the this is the whole essence behind the propaganda campaign that you see a lot of uh, organizations running today, and aimed at stopping the violence, aiming at putting the guns down, aiming at us stopping killing us, because that's the that's the that's the main problem that we have today, and people often ask me. You know, Pastor Gant, what do you think if Dr. King was living today? You know, what do you think he would be? Uh, what What do you think would be his main campaign? I said, I think his main campaign would be stopping the violence. Would be you know us stopping the black on black violence, because you know the majority of the people that are that are killed today, they're not killed by a white man. They're not killed by a Latino. They're mostly killed black on black. And, uh, yeah, and, I, of course, I know I hear the people already saying, well, white people kill white people too, and Hispanic people kill Hispanics too. Yeah, we know that murders usually happen in, amongst us as a people in our own communities. But the, the violence that we see in black America, is it goes far beyond that. And I think there's a lot of things that's behind that that's causing that in our neighborhoods. And uh, and 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 I think that we are the key to stopping that. All right. Do you have anything you want to share with the uh, with the guests before we get into the uh, before we get into the word? No, I'm I'm good. Go right to the word. Okay. Well, we're in the book of uh, we're in the book of uh, of um, Mark, the 13th chapter. Uh, and I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to uh, go over some of the the chapter that we finished in last week, uh, and I think we were in the part down to the seventh verse. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back over the uh, first six verses for you. All right, I'm in do I'm in Mark the thirteenth uh, chapter, the first verse. <clears throat> And as he went out out of the temple, one of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stone, what buildings are here. And so he was talking about the temple, and he was talking about the buildings around the temple and how they were built up. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another 
that shall not be thrown down. And what Jesus Christ was prophesying about, he was prophesying about uh, when the when the when the temple was going to get invaded, and the temple and the Jerusalem was going to get invaded, and they're going to tear down the temple, and they're going to tear down the altar and tear down everything uh, that was pertaining to their uh, to their sacrifice and to their beliefs, and and this took place uh, shortly after that when the temple was torn down, and uh, and. And now we come up on the part where uh, where the where the disciples uh, are going to ask Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of statements that Jesus Christ made out in the public. When the disciples got him by himself, they would ask the Lord, "Okay, Lord, what do you mean by this parable? What do you mean by when you were saying that like one stone should not be left upon another?" And here's where he explains to them. Third verse. <clears throat> And as he sat down upon Mount of Olives, over against the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign when these things shall, <clears throat> shall be fulfilled? And Jesus answered, answered them and began saying, Take heed. Least any man deceive you. First of all, this is what he started off with. Take take charge, least any man deceive you. Sixth verse. For many shall come in my name. Listen to that closely. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Seventh verse. And when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled. For such things must need be, but the end shall not yet be. So we are living in these terrible times, but we are still not living in the end times, not as of yet. Okay. And so now I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask Tammy if you can uh, begin. First of all, if you have any comment to add, your comment um, to what uh, to what Jesus Christ has just said to the his apostles, but um, but if not, you can start reading at the uh, at the eighth verse, uh, okay. the eighth verse to the twelfth verse. Okay, come um, on, just go ahead and read. Um, verse eight: For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Okay, hold up right there. What do we see happening in the world today? Uh-huh. We got a war. We got a, we got we got wars that are going on. Um, everybody talking about what's going on in the Ukraine, but there's there's wars that are going on in Africa. There's wars that are going on in South America and Central America, and then we have a, even have a war that's going on right here in America against the black against what they call the Black Lives Matter generation, what what we see happening to our young men, what we see happening to our young women every day in America is a battle. So so I, I like to uh, talk about that a little bit. What do you see? What it says that when we started seeing these things happen, nations 
shall rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Okay, how much of that do we see going on in the world today? We see a lot of it. It's like you named the war in Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have that situation going on. And, and then you have these little private battles, even with, with, with people warring within, you know, within nations. You know, like when you look over um, over in England with the queen just passing away, that whole family, it's just a rift. And one is going on one side, the other is going on another side. You know, um, you just see division. All around the world is just you know we're just all just locking heads it seems so yeah. I think that we're yeah. it, it, let it, me add something in there Tammy you know the the Hebrew Israelites came out you know they've been coming out public for a long time now this ain't just started with the Hebrew Israelites the Hebrew Israelites been out here a long time talking about we are the children of Israel that we are the descendants of Israel but now <clears throat> now. The Congress have made them a terrorist group. They made they listed the Hebrew Israelites as terrorists. Why did why do you think they're doing that? Because now that people know that we are the children of Israel, now all of a sudden they're attacking the Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible. Um, it's just a way to muzzle people so that. You know they can kind of radicalize them. I guess the the mentality behind it is to radicalize them, so that people in general will not receive their message. It'll just be something like you know they're a terror group, so you kind of like want to stay from them because people try to you know avoid extremes. So mm-hmm. I think that it's just a way to you know just kind of paint a, a picture, a bad picture of people who are just telling the truth. If you can make everyone. Well, what about what about the basketball player? Do you think that was really even necessary? No, it was not. He had a book. No, it was not necessary. It was not at all. But then again, just speaking the message, saying the things like Kanye West, saying mm-hmm. it, they they want to put a muzzle on you because if too many people listen to it and too many people hear it, then people are gonna start believing it, and when they start believing it, they're gonna start applying it to life. And, you know, it'll change the way they see themselves. So you have to put the muzzle. They have to put the muzzle on. They have to, yeah. you know, paint, they have to paint the bad picture so that, you know. <laughs> well, Tammy, well, Tammy, they put me in, uh, they put me in, Facebook, in, in Facebook jail, well, in Facebook jail because I even, because I even mentioned the things. Yeah, you know? yeah, they can talk about it. If, if, if you could just stop it and, you know, thus, you know, like we've discussed before, that's why they have so much control over media. That's why it's such a fight for them to own the, the television stations and own these things because they can control the message. And, you know, because it, even like with Facebook, yeah, I, I, I was just saying to you, Facebook is a, it's, it's a private business. It's, they, they have rights and they have governing rights over who, how you can perform on, on their site. It is not a public forum, it, although it might seem that way. There are owners. There's actually stakeholders of Facebook, and this is something that they may not want to hear, or the message that they want translate so or transmitted, so they shut it down. They have the power to do that because they own the way that we see, the way that we hear. They, um, they own the networks, and that's you right. know, and that's something else that we were talking about. We were talking about how Bill Coffee was their man, no matter how many. How many times he put his hands on a white girl or whatever, Bill Cosby was their man until he decided to buy a network. 
And yeah. once you bought that network, then all of a sudden, what happened? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like when going back to the Hebrew Israelites, when you talk about it, you know, you know, a lot of us don't know a whole lot about it. You know, it's just not right. something that has been mainstream. But, you know, they've come out and, they, and called it a terror group because whoever controls the narrative, sets the narrative, they're going to control the outcome. So if, mm. they, if they paint it as bad, it's not something that you should want to do, they're going to pretty much know that they're going to influence the minds of other people. So people are not going to even look into that because who wants to be associated with hatred? No one. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the most feared man in the world is a black is a black man, especially a black American. Absolutely, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just mm-hmm. want to sell fear. They, they're they're selling fear. It's it's you know, and they, and they're categorizing it, and they're labeling it, and that's bad. Any any anything that comes around that wants to give truth, they have to silence it because people, they can't have people going around believing this stuff. You know, so they they have to you know put a muzzle on them. That's exactly what what what's happening. Yeah. And, and, and that's happening. That's happening to a lot of our to a lot of our stars. Okay, mm-hmm. immediately as soon as they began to speak out for the truth, you, you mentioned about Kanye, but we also had one of our entertainers that were that was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to share a little bit about that? When he started coming out telling the truth, when he started coming out helping the communities, then all of a sudden he was murdered. Yeah, Nipsey also. Yeah, I know a lot of people you know, know about that, that story. But, yeah, anybody that comes out and wants to tell us the truth, Dr. Savy, you know, you know, to get how to, you know, eat the right things and how to, you know, treat this, this body, you know, mm-hmm. you know he, couldn't, he couldn't stay alive because how are they going to sell drugs? Is you selling herbs that's that's healing people? So how they gonna how they gonna fill you up with pharmaceuticals? Mm-hmm. So you know so because you're gonna you're gonna seek natural remedies, and when those natural remedies do they do work, um, we we're not we're not gonna be ingesting poison to stay mm-hmm. alive. So you have to go too, and it's just it's just just how it is. Well, right. and, and I'm and I'm speaking to America right now. I'm telling you all to pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Uh, uh, when we talk about when we talk about the drug trafficking in America, when we talk about them uh, decriminalizing marijuana, or or uh, them making it just a uh, just a ticket if you're caught with uh, certain amounts of marijuana, okay. Realize what they're trying to do, okay? They're they're legalizing they're uh, legalizing decriminalizing marijuana across the board because there's so much money in it. But you're gonna notice that they're not making any seeds available. You can't go out and just get the seeds. They they're only gonna sell you they're only gonna sell you the the product the product uh, the product. Uh, 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 type of marijuana that they're going to sell to the uh, to the market, and that's not going to be with any kind of seeds in it. Uh, no, no way for you to reproduce it or anything like that because they are in it for the money. What do you think about that? Yeah, they are in it for the money. You know, I I think that you know marijuana in Illinois they legalized marijuana I think it was January of 2020, and 
I mean, it, it, it really, it was, they, but they charge 30% sales tax on it. So right. it's like, that's ridiculous. Um, but it, 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 it's, I think a lot of other states are going to do it. Hopefully yeah. um, mm-hmm. they, they don't have those, you know, those tough mandates, you know, like 30% sales tax and stuff. But, you know, I think. I, I think I, they're going to follow Chicago. I think they're definitely going to follow Chicago. They're definitely going to follow, follow California and the yeah. things that they've done. I think they're definitely going to follow that standard. Yeah. But, you know, I, I well, you know my personal belief about that. But it, it's just, it's, to me, alcohol does more harm to your body than, yeah. than marijuana does. And mm-hmm. it's it and, and alcohol is legal at, after a certain age, so it's it's just how whatever they could tax, it's just whatever they they could tax and how they can make money off of the sale of it. So, you know, they they took marijuana pretty much off the streets, and now they got these these pills and stuff that you know they're pushing on the streets, and that's what's going inside of our children, going from from marijuana to to fentanyl. It's that that that's where that's where it's, where it's gone. So far, so it's 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 not. It's and, not the, a, and the difference in between that, um, uh, Tammy, is fentanyl is is deadly, and and marijuana is not. I never heard of anybody dying from uh, dying from smoking a blunt. That's probably. Uh huh. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 how so how is that getting into our community? Because I didn't think that our children would be interested in something like that. Uh, I I can't. I I have no idea how it got into our community. Other than it's brought into our community, and you know when I guess when the marijuana was, I know in Illinois, in Chicago, when the when the marijuana was taken off, you know, pretty much people weren't buying it from the guys on the corner anymore, they selling other stuff. They they started, you know, trying to do this and do that. You know, I, I don't know exactly how it's getting there, but, you know. It, That's it, a good point there. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, because a lot of a lot of people stop going to people on the corner, and they start going into the, to the dispensaries. Even if you were paying 30% sales tax, you were still, people mm-hmm. were still doing it. But um, it just, it just caused, you know, for, for just rougher, tougher drugs, getting people, to, mm-hmm. I believe, more high. So it's, it, I think they're going to do it all over. I think in a little bit we're going to see it legalized pretty much everywhere in the United States because it can be taxed. It can be taxed. And, and in our scripture it says, it says, and there should be famines and troubles, and these are the beginning of sorrows. What we see happening right now Church of the Living God, this is just the beginning of sorrows. The thing that you see happening today, the way they are treating our elderly and the way they are treating our children is a symbol of what kind of society we have become. And and the people that are getting treated the worst in our society are our elderly and our children. Mm-hmm. All right. The whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live and my co host is Miss Tammy Hawkins today. And look, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth, and we're going scripture by scripture in the Bible showing you that the time that we're living in is drawing nearer to the end times. Okay, we was in, uh, we stopped at uh, verse 8. Can you go from 9 to uh, nine to uh, 13? Okay. Um, but take heed to yourself, um, for they shall deliver you 
up to councils. And in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when they... Okay. Let me let me make a comment about uh, verse nine, where it says, "Take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to the council." Okay, who do you think they're talking about delivering up to the council? Church of a Living God. It says, "And in the synagogues you shall be beaten," meaning that in the church they're going to be beating you. When they're talking about delivering them up to the council, they're talking about Christians, uh, what you call Christians. They're talking about believers. People that believe in God. It's gonna come a time that the that the that society is gonna be so bad that they're going to that they're going to even use our children. They're gonna use our children to, when they go to school in the in the morning, they're gonna ask the children, Well, what did your parent do? Do your mama pray? Do your mama have a Bible? And they're gonna say, Yeah, my mama pray, yeah, my mama got a Bible and mm-hmm. then you're gonna be arrested from your home. You're going to be, your children are going to be taken from you because that's how it's going to be. For you to name the name of God, you're going to have to stand by it or, or you're going to have to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you got anything to add to that? Because it, say, it says in the synagogues, they shall beat you. That means they come in the church to beat you. It ain't going to be cool to be calling yourself a child of God. In a little while, as you see how they're passing all of these laws, how they're almost making it illegal to even mention the name of, of Jesus Christ, you know, they, they're, they're ostracizing you and, and, and criticizing you just because you, just because you say you are a child of God. Most people say now that they are spiritual, so they don't have to go into their line of belief because uh, people are actually persecuting people because of their beliefs now. Mhm. Yeah, that's true. Um, when you were, when you were, I was thinking about it as you were talking about it's it's just again it's just the same message. They don't want you to have Bibles. They don't want you to have this. They don't want you to have that because they don't want nothing else feeding your mind because it's going to be about the control that they're going to continue to have over us. When you know knowledge is power, and mm-hmm. no, you when you, you it should be when you know better you do better or you try to do better. But just the knowledge in itself, it, it, just, it just gives you so much power. And that's the thing. They don't want any resemblance of truth or power because they're building their own world. They're mm-hmm. building their world. And you can't have all of these influencers that's going to make people go in a different direction. And if you try to go against the grain, you're going to be punished for it. So it, oh, it, that's basically what it is. It's just Still that level of control, they're trying to frighten people into not touching anything, not doing anything that is going to feed their mind for, you know, against what the, the, the narrative that they're setting. So it's, that's what I see. So I see what I see. Well, Church of the Living God, you heard this broadcast. You hear, you hear us. We're reading straight out of the Bible. We're reading out of the book of, of, the book of Mark. We're in the 13th chapter. We're in the ninth verse now. Okay, so... We're not making this up. You know, this is the word of God. And right now you see you see these things taking part in your world around you every day. And now it's time for you to take heed. 
Uh, go ahead and read. Okay. Okay. Verse 11. <clears throat> but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do you premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given, to, given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy, but the Holy Ghost. Now Amen. the beloved. <laughs> Amen. Saying, and now this is what this is this is what this is what's going to happen when they take you captive. What the Lord is saying is don't don't try to premeditate something. Don't try to make up a speech to say mm-hmm. to them. He said just 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 open your mouth. And he's going to speak for you. You got a testimony on that? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you got one? <laughs> yeah, because it seems like every time I go somewhere and uh, every time I'm asked a question, I don't know what I'm getting ready to say. The Lord just speaks for me. And guess what? Every time he do, it'd be the right thing to say. Leave them, leave them dumbfounded or leave them without any leg to stand on. <laughs> Glory <laughs> to God a lot of trickery there you know uh, twist questions and you know try to put people in a trick bag so it's it's you know yeah just don't say nothing just let 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 god speak for you the spirit speak glory to god amen all right Uh, verse 12 um now the brother shall betray the brother to death and the father the son the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death and ye shall and shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Now this is what we were talking about: brothers betraying brothers, brothers actually killing brothers out here, y'all. I mean, and and then I've seen I've seen I've seen our young men out here, our young brothers out here killing each other over colors. Mm-hmm. We've seen our young brothers out here killing each other over over drugs, over 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 traps. Look, the street don't even belong to you. You don't even belong. You don't even own a house on that street. And how are you talking about that's your territory? That's your turf. That's our spot. And you're gonna shoot up these boys for walking down the street. This is this has got to stop. It's time for us to take. It's time for us to take that yoke off of our people. It's time for us to take that yoke. <laughs> Off of our communities, time for us to stop killing one another over mm-hmm. nothing. You don't own the streets, you don't own the drugs, you don't own nothing. Mm-hmm. But you're out there being a mule and a donkey for somebody else to make their riches, and you think that you're doing something. You're not doing anything but destroying yourself. Sure. All right. All right. Okay. We're talking about brothers betraying brothers, and then it says. And it says, uh, and the fathers against the sons. What can you say about that? How how have we gotten to a situation where we see fathers against sons? A lot of people bring it up, blaming it on the single mother, saying that that she turned the the son's heart against the father, or she won't allow the father access to see his son, won't allow him to be able to come over to to uh, take the boy out or do any of the things. But study painting poison or pimping poison into the boy's mind about his father. What do we got to do as Black America to turn this thing around? You know, when I read the the father, you know, fathers and son, fathers being against sons and all that, um, when you think about 
the past, the rite of passage, or you know, giving something from the previous generation to this generation that we live, we mm-hmm. live in. Um, you know, fathers try to talk to the, to, to their sons. There are a lot of fathers who right. positivity into their their sons, and mm-hmm. the sons don't want to hear what the father says. You know, um, and they're not listening. The the generation is just not listening, and you know, sometimes parents throw up their hands and say, you know, hey, if that's, you know, the way that he wants to live or she wants to live, then, you know, whatever. But it's just, you know, it, it probably, I could see a break in the heart of the father and them just walking away from the situation because, we are, unfortunately, a lot of young people, they aren't listening to what their parents say. And it's just, I don't want to say that we're turning our backs on our children, but sometimes you just have to relinquish your children to prayer. And you just have to, you know, just, just, just not walk away physically, but, you know, just walk away from the, from the, the matter and, and pray for them. And I guess as a, as a father, you just, you don't, just don't want to keep seeing your sons go down this negative path. It's just it's a bad space to go. But our, our young people, unfortunately, they, they're doing it. They're, they're out here causing a lot of problems. Well, well, Tell me, what do you think caused this? Because now in, in our generation, grandmama and mama, they had a high, uh, they had a high role in our life. They, they were, they were the, they were the solid, they were the solid part of our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, dad might've been there. He might've not been there uh, physically in the family, but you know, but, but mom and grandmama was always respected. Where have that respect gone now in this generation? Why they not listen to us? We we listen to our parents. We listen, especially we listen to Mama. What Mama had to say, we especially listen to her. So now, what do you think started this trend? How how are they that they're not listening to their elders? Because they we we say we've been enticed with something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, we again we we the things that we see around us, the social media, television, whatever it is. Radio, you know, those things are, are, are put in front of us, and those those are the standards of beauty. Even in, like, rap and stuff like that, not that there's anything wrong with it at all, mm-hmm. but it's just it's, there's an image that's painted. And, mm-hmm. we're all, you know, and a lot of our young people and some of our old people, unfortunately, too, are running towards those things. Everybody wants to be that. So there's so many things that's coming into our senses. We're not guiding our minds. We're not guiding mm-hmm. our eyes. We're not guiding mm-hmm. our ears or our hearts. And mm-hmm. that, and all of these things are getting into us. And we see the beautiful people on top, of, on the stage. And, you know, people are, are again, influenced by that. And mm-hmm. now what, Dad, what you talking about? You don't know. You've been working at that job for 30 years. You did it, you know, and I can get some money like this real quick. So it's just, it's just there, you know, you're pulled in those two separate directions. And, and it's to me not to say that the younger people are bad. No, I don't say that. But it's just these, this is why they kind of probably see the world the way that they're seeing it because it's mm-hmm. being glorified, it's being beautified. It's it's not boring like our parents like. It's not. And, and money and money has and money has an addictive power. Okay. Yes, so so we went on down to the uh, went on down to where it said brother betrayed brothers fathers against son. Then now we get to the part that we really need to talk about. 
children shall rise up against their parents. How do you see that happening? Because now it's child care laws. You can't even put your hands on the children. Man, I'm going to whoop mine. But, <laughs> but I, you know, but I never did. I had to, I never did have to uh, hardly even whoop my children because, uh, you know, they had such a sweet spirit and, you know, they were so disciplined that uh, I thank God. But as far as, as far as they have taken, uh, first they take prize of school. Then they take the whooping out of the school. Now they're trying to put prep back in the school. Now they're trying to bring whooping back in the school. What What is going on with this stuff? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a whole they lot. Can't, you can't whoop your children, so now, but they're going to whoop them with, with nice sticks and nine millimeters. Yeah. But you can't put your hands on them, though. Yeah. But it, it's just a way to take power out of the parents' hands. I, I don't know, but our children... They, you know, especially the, you know, I have grandbaby. I have a grandbaby. She's thirteen. One of my grandbabies. She's thirteen years old, and she is so into TikTok. She's so into, um, you know, what what they see other kids mm-hmm. doing, and you know what they're able to wear and what they're not able to wear, and all those things. Again, the influences. I know it sounds like a broken record, but the influence. It's it's we're being influenced constantly. By what we see on what, by what we see on social media, by what we see on TV and by what we're being fed. and stuff like that. That's what you're saying. Yeah, what we're being said. It's it's in, mm-hmm. influencing us, and you know when your parents try to tell you something when you're a teenager, you already don't want to listen. You know, mm-hmm. you just you go through that phase where just that they don't know what they're talking about. But you know now you have um, you know just like us peer pressure when we were in school. You know, and then our parents are telling us, no, you can't do this. You can't wear makeup. You can't do this. You can't wear those kind of clothes and that kind of stuff. And it, it makes children, you know, rebel, you know, but that, that's, that's, that's old. But, you know, you got a lot of children that just, they're just outright don't honor at all their parents. It's just, they, they don't, but it's just, again, a lot of influence. You, you want to be like everybody else. And if your parents try to stop you, you kind of, in that, when you're that age, when you don't have a lot of experience, you kind of see that as them trying to take something from you when, in fact, parents are just trying to prevent, you mm-hmm. know, something that they already know that can happen. So, you know, children, they don't like that because they're, you know, they're, they're trying to find their sense of autonomy and they want to be their own individuals. And, you know, you get into that space where they turn against their parents. But at this time, this day and time, they got too much to run to. The other end of the pendulum is just too far away from what the parents are saying because young this this the world that we live in now these kids got a whole lot more stuff they get in trouble with um, mm. than we had when we were coming up. There's you know so again you know this TikTok um, you know these chats and stuff like that that some you know unfortunately some babies find themselves falling victim to. You know it's just mm. you have all of this stuff available to them if you have an older parent. And you're 11 years old, and they don't. Your parents don't know how to work a cell phone. You know, you can hide that from them because they have the technology sense that we don't have. <laughs> so they can be searching private or incognito or something, and you don't even know that. You know, you you checking their phone, and you don't see anything. But they're in a whole other browser that you can't. You don't. You can't see. So there's so many 
so many things that can lure them away from from parents. So yes, they're going to turn against it because it is enticing. It is very enticing. A lot of the stuff you see people running through it is. Well, you know, the difference between, I say the difference between our families today and families yesterday, my family was brought up in the word of God. I mean, before we left the house in the morning, we all joined hands in a circle. We all prayed. We all had some scriptures and we, you know, anointed our children before they walked outside that door. Okay. Uh, We find a lot of families where Christ is the center of those families. Those are quite different families. But what we see now happening is that they're taking the word of God out of everything, okay, uh, so that they, so that the people don't, uh, they don't have the same opportunities as we had. Um, I, I, I can just see how, how you know, how prayer was taken out of their lives, how the word of God was taken out of the center of our lives, and now we have the, we have a generation that don't that don't know us. Okay, like when our parents were coming up, they came up with they came up in the word of God. The word of God was the mediator in our families, meaning, you know, you know, they they took they took things from the Bible, you know, saying like uh like the commandment, honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the face of the earth. They we had things like that. We had other scriptures that 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 uh that that was family orientated, you know, that, you know, and we had, we even had old folk laws and sayings like, uh, like the old saying that you hear people saying about a family that pray together, stay together. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that's up where we put, where we put uh, God first in the family. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. This is what we were taught. I mean, if we wanted to go to the movies on Sunday, <laughs> if we wanted to go to the Sunday matinee, uh, you know, we had to do, we had to go to church. <laughs> Grandma would line us all up, and we all had to put on our church clothes and go to church if we wanted to get that, uh, get that dollar so we could go to the movies. And, and a lot of that has changed now because the Bible is not in the center of our families nowadays. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Go ahead. Oh, no, I agree. I was agreeing with you. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. We we believe a whole lot of other stuff. Um, we 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 feel like we have the right to raise our children the way that we want, and we do um, have that right. But um, it's just a lot of those, those those fundamental foundational things that you just spoke of. Those are the things that it's just missing. Just you know, you know, making you. Just raising children to have a conscience, to be a good person, and you know, and to love other people—it's just not something that you see. Because years ago, it used to be about being a good person. That's mm-hmm. what it was about. It was about just just being a loving, kind person. And nowadays, that's not pushed. It's it's everybody's it's pretty much every man for themselves. And you, hey, if you ain't strong, you ain't gonna survive. So it's just that's just the difference where people genuinely cared about other people. That was Mm -hmm. different in this day. And, and, and back when people genuinely cared about other people, we cared about our neighbors. We cared about our friends. We cared about people. And it's just not here anymore. Not, not in the the same measure that it was at that point. 
So James. Well, well, while we're talking about the, the families and this and this squeak of violence that's going on, we had a case where 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 the the, the boyfriend or, or where they were engaged to be married, he come home, he he shoot he shoot the he shoot the wife and he shoot the baby, and then he turns the pistol and shoots himself. Then we had I think that I think this was in Chicago where the where the son uh, killed the grandmama and killed the mother or something like that, then turned the gun on himself. I mean, what, what do you think that are bringing up these kind of cases? And we're down to our last 90 seconds. So, please, what do you think is causing this kind of uh, family-oriented domestic-type violence? Hurt, a lot of hurt, a lot of, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people turning the gun on themselves, it's, it's a sense of hopelessness, and it's sad. Yeah, a lot of pain. I think a lot of our people are living in a lot of pain. All right, so we're down to our last, uh, down to our last few seconds. Do uh, you have anything else you want to say before we close out? Uh, no, good. Thank you for having me. All right, all right, well, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live on another Sabbath day, and we're coming to you once again with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessing.